The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 15. It reads this, Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The lost. That is the center of our gospel reading for today. That's who is being talked about. A lost sheep, a lost coin, and a group of lost people gathering at Jesus' invitation to hear his word and to eat with him. We, of course, use the word lost to speak about many things in our world as well, and we even use it to still speak about people. However, when it comes to people, I've noticed that we respond to the use of the word lost in two very different ways. Sometimes when a person is spoken about as lost, we seem to quickly lose all compassion. We join in and saying, yes, that person is a lost soul. We use that to sort of show exactly how bad that person is. We can list off a litany of their sins and the bad decisions that they have made that have ended them up right where they are. Yes, we, in fact, like to use this terminology if we are honest because it sort of infers how much better we are than those lost people. Yes, we distance ourselves not only in our lives but in our words as well. We thank God in our hearts that we're not like those people who have such great need to repent before God. Well, truth be told, this is the Pharisees' way of talking about the lost. The lost they referred to were those hated tax collectors who stole money right out of the pockets of their Jewish brothers and seemed to have no trouble interacting with unclean Gentiles day after day. The lost that they spoke of were those who did things for a living that everyone knew were unquestionably evil. Those who did them so often that they were simply known as sinners. Yes, these kind of people, they were lost indeed. They were to be avoided. One certainly shouldn't dirty up their reputation in order to go out and seek them out. They indeed would be foolish. To welcome such people into their homes, it would be unthinkable to sit down and dine with them at one's table. For those people, they had such great need to repent. But you know, in our world, we often speak about lost people in one other sense as well. Think about how you might think when you see on your television or perhaps on a Facebook feed or somewhere else a notice that there is a lost child. There, we often react with great compassion. We're immediately concerned about this person and turn to prayer for them. We spread the word about their condition. 
If the situation is local enough, we might literally go out and begin to search for the one who is lost. For we understand that their lost condition places them in great peril. We might even remember a time when we were lost once, and just how frightening it was for us. And if we find that lost one, well then we rejoice. We tell others the whole story about how it happened. We update the Facebook feed with the words, found safe. We might even throw a welcome party, or a welcome home party, just to celebrate the news. Well, that is Jesus' way of talking about the lost. He tells us that he is like a shepherd who leaves behind 99 found sheep in order that he might go out and seek the one who is lost. We're told he searches for that one, not just for a little while, but searches until that sheep is found, until that sheep is carried back home, until that sheep is the guest of honor at a celebratory party. He says that he is like a woman who has lost a coin. He sweeps the whole house, so to speak. And again, not just for a while, but until that coin is found. Yes, he, like that woman in the parable, then does not just take that coin and put it back in its place without any sort of recognition, but rather invites others to rejoice that what was lost has been found. Yes, that is God's way of thinking about the lost. You see, when in heaven God hears about any one person who has been lost from him, who is finally hearing Jesus' word, well, he is ecstatic. When that word brings forth faith and repentance in the heart of that person, he is elated. When that person is finally brought home into the church that he formed on the earth for his believers, well, then he calls together all the angels and tells them to start a party. Yes, we must admit there are two ways that we think of lost people. We can either grumble at the lost ones, or we can look at them with the type of compassion that would actually move us to go out and to seek them out in order to bring them home. Of course, grumbling, that's a lot easier, quite frankly. I mean, we can sit right here in our pew today and grumble about those who are not here. We can sit on our couches in our homes and make the same case. We can talk about it on social media with our friends or over the phone to others. We can talk about those people who are apart from Christ and all their self-imposed problems all the while making ourselves feel pretty good about ourselves and our own decisions. But you know, if we do that, we actually prove that we are apart from Christ. We actually are much like those lost people, at least in that moment. Yes, we are the lost. Even though others might look at us and say that we are good church people who put on a rather good and godly show, well, if we don't have compassion for those who are apart from Christ, we have to admit that at least in this regard, we have stepped away from the Good Shepherd. For Jesus, he came to call sinners, not the righteous. He receives all who will simply hear his word, repent, and live. 
Yes, he even invites them to sit down and eat with him. Remember how I mentioned before that when we hear about a child being lost, one of the things that sometimes can motivate our own intensity of emotions in trying to have compassion for them is the fact that we might remember that time when we were lost and remember how scared we were, whether that was as a child or later in life. Well, the same is true spiritually in this regard. True empathy for the lost is much aided by the fact that we should remember being lost ourselves. Yes, we must remember that we were once completely lost, and that even now we get lost from time to time. First, we were born into sin, the scriptures say, and therefore we came into this world apart from Christ, far away from his fold, while we might not remember that time consciously, the scriptures tell us we must acknowledge it in our minds, in our hearts, and with our mouths. If we believe that we were never truly lost, well then we'll get pretty high and mighty pretty quick. But if we say that we were never lost, well then, as we said in our confession today, we are making God out to be a liar. If we make ourselves out as ones who never had need of repentance, well, then we say that God and what he says about humanity is unquestionably false. Now, of course, we don't need to go back all the way before our baptism to find a time when we were apart from Christ, when we were lost away from him. For if we are honest, we know that those times come all too often. We wander off and are lost again. Yes, we, indeed in those moments when we come to recognize how we have been walking away from Christ, should be a little frightened about what had happened in that moment. And if we can have such reflection, that will actually aid our compassion for those we see as lost today. So today, whether we're thinking about the lost as those who have never heard the word of Christ or never eaten with Christ at his table, or whether we're thinking about those who once were with Christ and did eat at his table and have since left that table, we must recognize that we are very close to them. Not just close to them, maybe as neighbors, but close to them in the sense that we have those same sinful inclinations that they have. That same inclination to go wander off away from Jesus. Yes, we ought to feel at one with them, rather than distancing ourselves from them. So I ask you today, do you feel that way? When you come up later today to this table, where Jesus has invited you to eat, do you come up as a restored lost sheep? Or do you think you're simply here as one of the 99 that never left the fold at all? Do you come to this place largely because you feel you don't have a lot of need of repentance and therefore you deserve your space at this table? Well, if that's how you feel, the scriptures would say you shouldn't come up at all. For to bring such arrogance into the Lord's presence is not a wise thing. Or do you come here admitting that you were a wandering and lost sheep, but that you have been carried back here on the arms or the shoulders, rather, of Jesus, your Savior, that you have been given a place here solely 
by grace, solely because he is merciful. Can you not help but rejoice that Jesus would sit down and eat with a sinner like you? Well, you should. Because Jesus only calls sinners to his table. Through his body and blood, he forgives that sin. He gives his righteousness. And each time he does, well, the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven, well, they rejoice. And together with them, we laud and we magnify God's glorious name. We rejoice that God would be so gracious as to receive us, that he would feed us, that he would give us life. And that he would do so for all who would otherwise be forever lost. Today, God, through his Holy Spirit, forgives us of our sins and he places new hearts within us. New hearts that now look out at the lost and see them as those who should be at this table with us. That they need this life that is given there. He gives us his Holy Spirit to move our feet and our lives in the direction of the lost that they might be found. Yes, he comes to us and then sends us out to beckon others to come and to rejoice with Jesus. So be honest. How do you think about the lost in this world? As those who have ended up where they've ended up because of what they've done and therefore sort of deserve to be lost? Or do you view them as those who are in a sad condition because they don't have the good shepherd in their life, that good shepherd Jesus who laid down his life for the sheep? Do you view them as altogether then different from you or as very like you in the sense that without Jesus, you would be just as dead as they are? Well, may God rid us this day of the type of self-righteousness that causes us to view the lost without compassion. May he free us from our inclination to often just leave the lost right where they are, being lost. May he move us to go out in the various places God has put us and search out the lost. Let us do that in his stead and in his command until they're found, until they're brought back to God and to Jesus. For if we will make this our daily life, then when we gather here on Sunday mornings, there will be much reason to rejoice. We will rejoice that the lost are now found, that they are safe in the presence of Jesus and his church. We will rejoice that others who were once lost are now found and here with us as well. We will rejoice and join in that party that God himself has started in the heavens. For truly, when one sinner repents, whether it's you or whether it's me or whether it's that lost person in your mind right now, there is rejoicing in heaven. Rejoicing that is meant to reach down right into our midst. May God give us that reason to rejoice, even as he uses us to seek out the lost. Amen.